Hey, this is Sam Pratt Jr. and I want to welcome you to the Student of Life podcast. Listen, we're going to get into so many transferable truths throughout the content of these episodes that I believe God is going to use to help you apply because he's going to reveal what's already been there the entire time. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? So this is episode nine of season four, and we're going to call this one Your Leadership Philosophy. And before we get into it, I want to kind of give you a little sneak peek into episode 10. We're going to have the author of Family Ministry Account, Preston Cave, on here. And I truly believe you're going to love it. Whether you're a senior leader, uh, whether you're a youth leader, whether you help volunteer, or you just saying, hey, man, I don't do none of that, but I do have a family or whatever. I really believe that you're going to be blessed with it because I've went through it, you know, recommended it to our, uh, the two campuses that I primarily deal with. Um, in, the, in the local church that I serve and I'm telling you it is a game changer it was a paradigm shift for me and when you look at so much that's going on man where people put, are putting the blame on the church putting the blame on the schools and all of that this book is going to be really challenging to those leaders true enough but it's also going to be challenging to the parent because we are the ones that steward over our kids we cannot expect for them to go out and model something within a local church or school if we are doing something in-house that's in total opposition to that. So that's where I'm gonna leave it at. If you don't like it, it's the truth. It's gonna be challenging and I'm I'm really looking forward to interviewing him and I can't wait to get that, that episode out. All right, this episode, your leadership philosophy. So you might be saying, what is leadership philosophy? Well, before I kind of get into that, I want to say, like I told you, I, I believe I read my first leadership book at 22 or something like that. And I'm 31 now and kind of, like I said, on the last one. And I, and a matter of fact, wait, let me finish this and I'm, I'm going to back up to that. I didn't believe it. I was like, man, this leadership stuff is pointless. It doesn't work in corporate America. You know, people are headstrong, title strong, positional authority, so on and so on. And little did I know, I would go on to be wrong. And I'd start taking it, start applying, you know, some of the principles that they were saying. And but I still didn't kind of have a philosophy. I was just, you know, kind of doing it on the fly, making it up as I go and so on and so on and just kind of trial and error. But if I would have took the time to do a philosophy, I think it would have helped me a lot more. So that's kind of how I'm going to be looking back. But then like to say, telling this episode through that lens, if that makes sense. And then I want to also say to the people that really loves leadership, I'm a series is coming. You know, some of the feedback that I've been getting is like, man, look, you said leadership is going to be in the way you always talk about how it's near and dear to your heart. Look, it's true. It is. I've just been working on some things, you know, kind of taking it step by step and trying to, you know, just speak what's on my heart that what I believe God has given me. But at the same time, listen to the feedback. But more leadership content is coming. I promise. So. Starting with your leadership philosophy. What is a leadership philosophy? Well, like I was just saying, when you think about it in the context of this episode, it's really just preparing for leadership. You are defining your philosophy before you're kind of given the title of leader. Because truth be told, you are a leader before you get the title. And so you should think about it as your core beliefs that got you. You know, for me, like I said, I'm a person of faith. So a lot of principles that the Bible teaches, and especially with the leaders throughout it, I'm governed by those principles. Now, I might not have the same thing that they're dealing with, but I do believe those principles transcend. And so I try to look at those stories, but say, don't focus so much on the story. Uh, like, you know, when I'm dealing with principles, 
But don't focus so much on the story, but focus on the principle because I believe that these can govern my life. So they help shape my core and my convictions that guide me throughout my leadership journey or making that decision before I step into certain roles and position. And we're going to kind of get into that in the next segment. But the reason why it's important to define it is because your style might change depending on whatever. It could be the circumstances. It could be the person. It could be um, the, the environment. You know, it could be just like, say, various reasons. You know, sometimes you might be with like people like to define the situational leadership. But then you have like with me, you know, servant based leadership, transformational leadership. You have positional leadership, like a very authoritative leadership and so on and so on. You can get into charisma leadership. So and in, in, in these things is not saying, oh, you know, I, I, I'm a servant leader. So that's all I'm going to stick with. Like, yes, to me, you know, you have some people that say it's servant leadership and no leadership. I get what they're saying, and I think that servant leadership should always be intact with most any other leadership style. But I do think sometimes, depending on the situation, you do have to kind of tweak, you know, your style. And truth be told, everybody that really knows me know that I hate putting management versus leadership. Total two different worlds. I look at leadership as more so, like I say, the internal organs of a person. If we look at a human being, that's what I look at, the heart, you know, that's the leadership. But management is like the structure, it's the external what you see. You know, it like if my body doesn't have any internal organs, then it's like to me it's just of course, you know, and just using this example, it's it's not gonna function. But it's robotic. Like I'm literally like you could just put a computer in me and it's just hey, okay, the body is there, but it's not it's it's not a heart. It can't, you know, rationalize. It can't have empathy. It can't reason with me. It doesn't have intellect and so on and so on. And so convictions, you know, robots don't have convictions. But then um, if you take just the like without the body, without structure and just say, hey, okay, here go your internal organs and they just fall to the ground. Nothing, you know, because they can't function. So it, it needs order. So all I'm trying to say in that fan example is that makes sense is that. You have to have both. I, I I believe you do. And some people might disagree with that, but I believe both go hand in hand. One needs the other. Uh, but you do have to quickly define which one do you feel that, you know, you've been kind of called to or more suited to. Uh, for me, I love leadership. I've, I've said this, you know, I work as a senior technical project manager as well as an associate pastor. And for me, I hide in leadership. Uh, my project management skills have grown, I believe, a lot over the recent years, you know, from the company that gave me an opportunity. But for the most part, I'm so dedicated to leadership that I think it really helps me. I, I don't I feel like if I wasn't dedicated to leadership, if I didn't believe in the books and the resources and so on and so on, I don't believe I would be a good project manager. Like I say, now, if you're in project management, you might disagree with that. But that's me. Like, say, my truth in this context might not be your truth. I'm not I'm not talking about a biblical truth right now. But because the biblical truth is the final authority, just for clarity. But I'm just talking about in the context of our lives. And so I had to truly understand that, that, you know, my style might change given, like, whatever is thrown my way. But at the same time, what is governing me? Because... You know, the core has to stay the same. So I might be flexible in my approach and kind of how I do things, but people should be able to look at me and say, okay, well, you know, his core, he's not going against his convictions. Like, Tim is Tim. That's who he is. And so on and so on. So it helps me stay consistent. 
that's all I'm saying. It helps me stay consistent in my leadership style, no matter what. I mean, it helps me stay con uh, consistent in just my leadership philosophy, you know, although my style and certain and depending on dynamics might change. And so I think that what's the saying? Stay flexible. What I can't uh, stay flexible in your uh, the, the methods, but the, yeah, stay flexible in your methods, but let the mission be the same. So, yes, we're on the same mission. I'm trying to accomplish the same thing. The mission has not changed, but I will be flexible in my methods while I'm on the mission, if that makes sense. And so that's leadership philosophy. That's that's essentially what it is. You are choosing to come up with a set of core values and convictions, things that convict your heart, things that you believe God has spoken, and told you, this is how I want you leading or managing certain things. And then you're governed by that. What's included in it? Well, you always know that I like to kind of start out with a foundational scripture, and I, and I didn't for uh, for certain reasons in this because I believe Galatians five twenty two through twenty three really gives us some insight. And you know, just for context from from a biblical standpoint, I know Paul was explaining this when he was talking about the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit, and you know, we should be in the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. But Galatians twenty two through twenty three reads as but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Okay. So, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I believe that these things have to be included in your leadership philosophy. And we're going to kind of get into a few other things, but... This to, to me, for me, like being a person of faith and working in a secular environment and, you know, ministry, doing this, this student life podcast and getting to meet different people. I have to have those things intact because the reason why is that if I'm delivering a hard truth, like if I'm going to have a very difficult conversation with someone, then I need to be more gentle. If. People are really frustrating me. You know, last year, like even in the in, in the ministry, in the context of ministry and my secular job, not getting into like the full details of it, but we went through some very challenging times. But it required more patience. It remind it required to me to be more faithful. Although I didn't really agree with a lot of things, you know, I felt like I, a lot of things were out of context. But it's like I had to demonstrate through the power of God, love, gentleness, and self control. And self-control is a big one in leadership because if you don't have self-control, man, I think that you are open to anything. And, it, and just kind of thinking of a, a, a biblical story kind of real quick, it's when, you know, um, God told Moses to speak to the rock. But Moses had some issues. He had some things that he hadn't dealt with. So he didn't he didn't intact self-control. You know, he was looking at the people like, you know, when you just look in the context of scripture, like, oh, my God, these people that you gave me, they're frustrating me. Oh, God, why? You know, this is so now. And, and so that just led to Moses striking the rock. And that's what you do as a leader. When you don't deal with your issues and you don't practice self-control, you end up striking people that you should be speaking to. And in order to speak to them rightly, you have to practice these things no matter the situation. I've seen a lot of leaders, including myself, lose their cool, man. And it's like, oh, my God, like if I just would have demonstrated love, if I would have practiced self-control. And let me be real with you. 
like I said, once again, being a person of faith, this is a faith-based podcast. I don't believe in my own strength that I can keep these things on a consistent basis. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, when I'm yielding, I can. Because we'll go back and, like I said, we'll be in the flesh. And it's nothing good in the flesh. So being a leader, that doesn't make you weak or anything. I mean, if someone right now, like I deal with people that don't really practice self-control. Like they just kind of a high head. They say what they say. Uh, I've dealt with it like throughout my career, even in ministry. And I, you know, not judgmental or anything like that. But when I'm dealing with that, I'm like, okay, Lord, internally, I'm like, okay, bro, I know I can go to zero to hundred just like you. I'm not scary, bro. If you knew my story, if you knew where I was from, like, and I'm not saying I was the hardest thing living, but I know me. But at the end of the day, we don't accomplish nothing if I allow that person to take me there. So I'm relying. I'm like, okay, Lord, I really need you to help me with love, patience, you know, kindness and self-control. I have to exhibit self-control in this situation because people are looking and they are saying, okay, is he going to model something that he's very huge on? Or is he going to say, use this as an excuse? Because truth be told, people can't make us do anything we don't really want to do. So these are type of things that you want to include in it. Just some other things out of the context, you know, I mean, in the context of, of, of this episode is that are you the type to say truly believe everything rises and falls on leadership? That's a core for me. I don't I, I believe in my heart that no matter who's on your team and I had to really learn this quickly uh, at just because I would be like, oh, man, that was such and such. Well, dang, they should have done that. But I was kind of like leading the project. And even before around working at now or ministry, it's like, OK, cool. It might have not been my it might have not been my fault, but it was my responsibility. So at the end of the day, and I really want you to hear that it might not if you're a leader, it might not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. So because why do I believe that everything rises and fall on leadership? So I to me, that is something that I'm going to include. I believe that with my heart. And so sometimes, you know, I just have to say, OK, like, hey, I got to get involved here. This does like. I, I, I delegated the authority to you, but it's looking a little shaky. So I need to jump back into that. And I'm not I'm like, that's a whole we're, we're getting into those talks about that, you know, because people say micromanage versus not and all of that. But this is what I'm talking about in the context of this episode. Everything rise and fall in leadership. Um, another one is like, will I win at all costs or will I basically hear people out? Will I take time to listen to people through? Like, or am I more so like, is this, you know, up for, what's the one I'm looking for? Um, will I uh, take people feedback? Will I encourage feedback? Well, or will I always make the final decision? And it is time that you have to use that positional authority. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, you know, you I believe that you want to be more influential than more of uh, using your positional authority because, if you just use positional authority all the time and never try to be influential to people's life and le- and understand that leadership is influence, I believe it's only a matter of time before people don't want to be up under you anymore. They don't want to work with you or be on your team anymore. And that's just the truth. No matter how smart, how competent you are, if you only rule by positional authority, it is only a matter of time before you run people off or you just get a lot of people on there like you that it's always friction and you might have to fire them or whatever but i believe that yes it is time's call for like you know if i'm going back and forth and i'm not necessarily a yes man or anything like that but i just try to champion in public and, and challenge in private and god just gave me a unique ability where i 
say things, you know, especially in one-on-one conversations with small groups. And if it's a disagreement in there, I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. At the end of the day, I want the, the best for the team. You know, if no one is saying that, then I might throw something out there. Uh, but if I have a disagreement with one of my leaders or just somebody in general, I'm like, okay, if this person's the leader of the team and they have to use positional authority, they were giving me or us a chance to kind of talk about it and listen to our feedback. But it might be some things that they see that we don't see. And so they have to use positional authority. It's not always a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that you want to define that, okay, am I always going to rule with the position or the title that I have and authority that I have? Or am I going to kind of lead with influence? And maybe I should have said lead with authority or lead with influence. So that's another thing. Expectations. You know, you want to have... Uh, if you have an expectation to grow yourself, you want to have you in your leadership philosophy. You want to expect other people to grow. It, th- th- this is the thing like stuff like you will not shy away from difficult and crucial conversations. You will expect people to make mistakes. I'm pretty sure you made mistakes along your journey. So you got to have kind of that tolerance and that grace for others and saying, OK, like I expect for you to make mistakes, but not the same mistake over and over and over. So you can go on and on and on. Like I say, this is for you. There's plenty of research you can do out there. You can Google, like, help me with my leadership philosophy. Hit me up. If you don't have one, hey, reach out to me on here. You know, in the outro, I always give you how to get in contact with me, and I'll be glad to send and help with you. Like, that's one of the things I'm working on in the context of ministry right now, you know, like, and just with so much stuff on my plate, it's like I'm working on leadership development plans because one day I do want to kind of work in leadership development and people development, just all because I love it, man. It's very huge to me. And, you know, working as a project manager, it gives me access to a lot of stuff. I'm always in the middle uh, of things, always. Trying, but it is like, wow, it, I believe it was just God. It was God's time. And he put me in this role for a reason. And clearly he still wants me in it for how long. I don't know. But I don't plan on moving. Uh, at, I don't plan on moving outside of God's will for my life, you know, and if I do, I just always pray like, Lord, okay, let let it be your will. And so, but what I can say is like, as I'm developing philosophies for things that I want to do, or philosophy for things I want to do in the future, this role is teaching me so much. So, your leadership philosophy. I probably didn't cover everything, but I promise you, as we get into more leadership series and more leadership content, we're going to go from self-leadership to, you know, we get into the five levels that John C. Maxwell talk about, uh, like I say, talking more about you are a leader before you're a leader and so on and so on. So I really hope this has touched you. Take some time, do your homework. And like I said, if you are struggling with research, feel free to hit me up and let's get it in to help develop and prepare, prepare you for leadership and defining your leadership philosophy. Hey, what's up? I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this Student of Life podcast today. If this content has impacted you in any kind of way, please take some time to share it on your social media feeds. And also, if you want to connect with me or just learn more about me, go over to www.timothypratt.org. Once again, thanks.